0: we welcome our guests today. We're glad you're here. We hope you feel right at home. Make sure you take home a, a gift packet before you leave from in the uh, foyer. And uh, we invite you to come back and just be a part of this uh, great fellowship. I'm going to talk to you about the return, but today shifting gears uh, from faith to talk to you about the return to joy. And, uh, you know, mentioning things like COVID and inflation and situations. I know that in our own fellowship here, we lost people to COVID, In the past year, our family, of course, I lost my my dad this past year. I can tell you that uh, there are lots of reasons for people to, on paper at least, lose connection with their joy. They're out there. But it's important for you to understand that there is nothing more powerful in your life than maintaining what we would call Bible joy. The reality is, even though things have happened the past couple of years, even though you've been through some things, even though you may have experienced some losses and some setbacks, the question is, did God change no. in the entire period? Did the word of God change? No. no. So we can see that we have been trained like seals. Everybody go, oof, oof, oof. we've been trained <laughs> to think of happiness and joy interchangeably. No. And therein lies the problem. Yep. Exactly. Because when things go well, we're happy. When things don't go well, we're sad and we don't understand the fundamental difference between joy and happiness. And that's why, if you look at Scripture, Nehemiah tells us that we're not to grieve because the joy of the Lord uh, is what? Come on, shout it out. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Say it one more time. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Say it one more time with all your heart. The joy... Of the Lord is our strength. But it says nothing about happiness being the foundation of your strength. This is why your joy is what I call a priority target of the enemy. He is a thief. And he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And there is nothing more he'd like to have than your joy today. He does this by deception He does it by accusation. He is the accuser of the brethren. He'll bring things up from your life decades ago, years ago, last week, five minutes ago. They have nothing to do with how God views you. Amen. God views you as somebody with an expunged record. The devil views you as open season for accusation. That's why you and I want to avoid being accusers of the brethren. Accusers of each other. Amen. critical of each other because that's more like the devil than like our father. He may use deception or accusation or even appearance. One thing I have learned in these years serving God, he is a master, not God. The devil is a master at making things look 10,000 times worse than they are. And if you're not careful and you've attached, you know, your sense of joy is really a sense of happiness to that, you're setting yourself up for a big time fall because he'll make things look so gloomy that you'll never get out of that hole. You see a lot of people, young people throwing their lives away. You see that suicide, uh, you know, rates are on the increase among certain demographics, 20s and 30s in this country. Why? Because they've never really experienced real joy. They have only experienced happiness. And when that happiness is compromised and it's happened, you know, over a series of of days, weeks, or months, or years, it's long term, it's up and it's down, it can be very, very discouraging. But say it with me one more time. the The joy of the Lord is my strength. strength. Say it, "My my strength. We don't have to let the devil steal our joy. And I'll tell you, but if he does, it won't just be joy that he steals from you. He will just continue to cherry pick your life until there's not much left. But you don't have to let him steal your joy. Joy, listen carefully, is not a reflection of how hard your life has been it's a reflection of how hard your life has been with or without a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. Your joy is not based on how hard a life you've had, how many setbacks you've had, how many problems you've had, how many difficulties you had, how many things didn't go your way, how many people hate you and can't stand you, amen? Just like the little rascals, you're scum between my toes. If people treat you that way, well, you're pretty normal. That's not the basis of your joy. The basis of your joy is the life you've lived, whether you were in sync with Him or not, whether you're serving God or not. That's the difference maker in terms of our joy. It's a reflection of how hard your life has been with or without that walk with God. This is why you have to understand this, and I want to be clear. There is absolutely nothing in this planet that can give you joy. Nothing. Nothing. Joy is divine and it's supernatural. But you'd be amazed how many Christians even live as if they had a certain thing, did a certain thing, had a certain relationship, accomplished something, had so much in the bank, had so many possessions, they have joy. Well, if you tie your joy to that, if they're not there or if they disappear, then you lose whatever joy you thought you had. That's why we need to tell people that no matter how much money you have, you're never going to have joy if you think you can get it from something in this world. Come on, say it with me, there's nothing in this world that can give me joy. Nothing. If I just had a husband, if I just had a wife. I know a lot of people come to me and get a husband or wife and they say, I wish I hadn't had one. <laughs> hey, Pastor, I had joy before I got married. There are a lot of people who think that if we'll get married, if they just get married, then everything will fall. Then there'll be a hole, then there'll be sound, then everything will be great. Here's a tip for you. Marriage intensifies the condition and state you're in when you got married. It does not solve anything. I wish I'd have known that before I got married, preacher. If you got counseling with me, you did know that before you got married. And that's all I'm going to say about that because this is not a marriage counseling session. So, Pastor, what do I do now? I marry somebody just because I thought it would bring me joy and I don't have joy? Here's here's one of my responses. Suffer. No. Let's look for joy in the right place. You're never going to find joy in a bank account. You're never going to find joy in a house. You're never going to find joy in a lake property. You're never going to find joy in a bottle. You're never going to find joy in the drugs. Amen. You're never going to find something you smoke or take. (laughs) I was talking to a doctor recently. I consider him a friend. And uh, he was telling me about all the things that medical marijuana are doing to replace other drugs that are bad on kidneys and stuff like that. And just selling me all the points of it. And I go, you know... If I see you on a late night commercial in a Tommy Bahama shirt, hawking this stuff, I'm going to know what happened. Amen? (laughs) You left your practice. But there's no joy in it. Say, there's no joy in anything in this world. Many tie their joy level to circumstances and when the circumstances are less than optimal, they lose their joy. If joy came from something on this planet, then any change or adjustment to that can compromise your joy. Say it one more time. The joy of the Lord Lord is is my strength. Well, if I just had a certain job, then I'd be filled with joy. Then you get that job and you've lost your joy. Amen. If I could just attain to a certain degree level in education, then I'd have joy. No, there are certain degree levels that take your joy. I can tell you that. Why? Because they don't produce what only something divine can produce in you. Let's talk about the nature of joy for just a moment. Joy is cheerful, calm, delight. Christians with joy have learned to habitually rejoice and smile and brighten up Because of what God is doing in them and the relationship they have with them. Joy looks beyond the circumstances always to the promise of God. Amen. That's right. Unlike happiness, which is an emotion, joy is a force of the born again spirit. Say born again. again. So, what you're telling me is if I am a religious person, then I can't have real joy. Yes. If I'm just a churchgoer, I can't have real joy. Correct. If I have some other idea how to get to heaven, I can't have real joy. Yes, that's correct. You're only going to find joy in the new birth through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. There is no other source of joy. We couldn't have it down here, didn't have it down here, can't find it in the world. So you know what God did? He sent His Son to the world so we could have some joy. Now watch this. Joy is... A spiritual force, which means it does something or accomplishes something. Happiness is just a feeling or an emotion. Happiness is a fickle emotional state based on circumstances and the human interpretation of those circumstances. It's based in circumstances and your interpretation of those. I've watched people who had every reason to be happy in life and they're miserable. Do you know how many people who have won Powerball or some lottery and it destroyed their lives? Why? Because they were miserable before they got it. Now they have money. They have misery on speed. It's amazing what happens. All of a sudden, they have relatives they never knew existed. (laughs) And they don't know what to do with it. That no one will know how to submit it to, to the wisdom of God's precepts, and it makes them miserable. Many of them have taken their lives. Many of them have become bankrupt. How do you get 500 million dollars after taxes and go bankrupt? By being stupid. Really, really stupid. <laughs> but I can tell you this: it didn't bring them joy. It brought them momentary happiness. Happiness is a fickle emotional state and it's based on circumstances and the human interpretation of those circumstances. Joy is a force of the born-again spirit and interaction with divinity, interaction with God's people and interaction with God's presence and the things that He has provided for us that are supernatural. But you got to get in your mind, there's nothing on earth that can give you joy. Nothing. I'll look at your neighbor with a smile and say, I love you, but you don't give me joy. I look back at them and said, I know. know. I've found that out already. (laughs) Amen. Come on, say it with me. Joy Joy is a force force of the born-again spirit. Happiness is a fickle emotion based on circumstance. This is why somebody can go through very, very tough times on this planet, go through various things, losses and things that, that are very, very hurtful, and yet they still have the joy of the Lord in their hearts. Right. They still have a twinkle in their eye and a spring in their step. They seem not to miss a beat. And some folks even misinterpret that. Well, they just might, might not care because they had that person in their life and they lost them or they've gone through this terrible setback. They must not care. It has nothing to do with it. You're trying to measure their happiness... Yep when they're walking in joy. I know people who can have tears coming down their face and have perfect joy in their lives because they're not living by emotion. They're living by what God says about this force called joy. Come on, say it one more time. The joy of the Lord Lord is is my my strength. It is the source of your strength. We read scriptures like James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various kinds of trials and temptations, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. This doesn't say, oh, pray, I'm going to rejoice because I have some kind of a test or trial or some kind of a, you know, thing working against me or some kind of issue. It's not talking about rejoicing for that. What you're doing is rejoicing for what? God's gonna take that situation and turn it to your good. Use it like a muscle for His divine purpose in your life. And what, the reason you can have joy is because you see past the circumstance. Emotions can't do that, they can only focus on what they see, hear, and feel in the here and the now. Say it with me I walk in joy. How many out there would say, you're not perfect, but you have given your life to Christ? Just raise your head up high like you mean it. Amen? You'd, you're not perfect, but you know you've given your life to Him. Every person in there should be manifesting and walking in joy unless you're bought into the lie that happiness is joy. Amen. Then you've lowered yourself down to a level where every natural man lives without the Lord in this earth. No, we can't do that. Amen? You have Christ in your life. You should have joy in the morning. Joy at lunch. Joy in the evening. It don't make any difference if the dinner was burned. Joy. Don't make any difference if you don't like it. Joy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. When you go to work, you have joy. joy. Why would I have joy at work? I can't stand that job. Because first of all, you have one. But more importantly, who goes with you on that job? who never leaves you, nor forsakes you. You don't have joy because you like your boss. (laughs) Where'd you get that from? Yeah, a lot of Christians make bad decisions on employment because they're moved by happiness or the lack thereof instead of by joy, absolutely working in their lives to bring them to a place where they can make good decisions. What does joy do? We call it a force. A force works on us. A force does something. Happiness is just a feeling. Say this with me. Say, Lord, Lord, deliver me, deliver me from, happiness. from happiness. And I don't mean never being unhappy again. That's fine. What I mean is being ruled by the need to be happy at the expense of divine joy. Amen. I mean, y'all going to, well, you know, a couple of months you're going to open up some presents. Does that give you a sense of happiness? Yeah, fleeting. But where does all that stuff end up? At the risk of sounding like the Grinch. To the dump. Dump it to Mount what? Grump it? Grump it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There are things that make you temporarily happy. I marvel, for example, at married couples. They they spend all this money on a 20-minute service. <laughs> it's gotta look just right. <laughs> and to be honest with you, a lot of them these days are getting married in barns. And and, and given that some of the men and women are marrying, I understand why it's a barn. Amen. Yeah. Mm. And vice versa. Settle down. It's my sermon. <laughs> <laughs> you can preach next. Amen. <laughs> but it, it, all this elaborate money and time and effort on that thing there, and almost no effort on the relationship itself. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Amen. And so everything is beautiful and happy. Everybody say happy. 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 Except for one problem. Do you know that until you actually get married, until an agent of the Lord, it could be a ship's captain, it could be a justice of the peace, it could be a local judge, it could be a pastor, we hope you had a spiritual wedding. But until somebody with authority under God says, I now pronounce you man and wife, we are regents for God's authority, at that moment in time, he makes the pronouncement through the agency of man. Until that happens, you don't even have permission to know that person. And what happens is people will live together because they think they're going to get to know each other. And then they eventually get married And somebody like me pronounces them, man and wife, just like in the Garden of Eden, suddenly the eyes are open and they are married. Nothing else changed except that pronouncement. But now, for the first time, the person they thought they knew, they don't know at all and vice versa. Can you say happy? Happy. Amen. That's the way this world is wired. Don't worry, be happy. Be happy. You know, the song wasn't called Don't Worry, Get Saved, and Be Joyful. Nobody wants to buy that song, except for us. Amen. You must lose your happiness mindset and replace it with a joy of the Lord mindset. Why? Because the things I'm going to tell you about here in a moment, uh, happiness will not do for you. First of all, joy keeps us in a right frame of mind while we continue to wait, believe, and expect. It keeps us in a right frame of mind. Look at your neighbor and say, you need that. It keeps you going in the right direction mentally, even though something may not come on your timetable. Amen? Amen. Number two, joy puts our emotions in check because a spiritual force will always trump an emotion. Always. When you have revelation over joy, it doesn't make any difference. And we sometimes kind of call to each other and encourage one another into happiness. Are you happy? Are you looking happy? That's not the question. How's your joy level today? That's the question. How is the joy of the Lord in your life today? That's what people need to understand. That needs to be their focus. Joy keeps us on the right path. The Scripture tells us you'll go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst in the song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Can you see how joy is catchy? Even the trees are catching on. Amen. But you're going forth in what? In joy. You'd be amazed how many people will go forth in life, make decisions and go places and do things in the name of happiness. But they don't do it in the name of joy. You should be led forth in what? Joy, Joy, not happiness. Can anybody guess how many times as a pastor someone said to me, I think God just wants me to be happy. Any guesses? Let's just say a lot of times people have come to me and said, well, I just think God wants me to be happy. Well, you sure made a mistake coming to me with that, didn't you? Because you know what God wants? He wants you to be obedient. <laughs> amen. Everybody say it. Not happy. Not happy. Joyful. Joyful. Nowhere does the Bible say the happiness of the human, amen, is our strength. It says what? The joy... Of the Lord is our strength. But boy, when you make directions and you take a path based on where the joy is at and where the peace is at, you're going to be on a sound footing. You're going to be exactly where you're supposed to be. Happiness will jerk you around like a dog on a chain. Right. Amen. That's true. And you know God didn't call you to be a dog? Right. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Say, so you get the joy. Of the Lord is my is my what? Strength. Is my strength. Number four, joy is the earmark and badge of the authentic genuine believer. You take somebody who says they're a Christian, they even go to church, have a membership card, but there's no joy there, they're they're not being a right relationship with the Lord because when you're in a right, right relationship with Him, you're gonna have joy in your heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nothing has to be perfect, but you have this abiding joy. Hallelujah. Number five, joy is the gauge of the Holy Spirit's level of engagement in our lives. The more joy you have, the more it's going to be evident that He's operating in you and through you. Number six, joy protects us from bad decisions. When we lose our joy, we will do anything to replace it with a fleeting happiness. Decisions made outside the direction of joy are almost always going to be a mistake. Amen. Look at somebody and say... God doesn't care about your happiness. He cares about your what? Joy. But you know what? Christians who walk in joy and follow God, they tend to be also what? Happy. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You want to be the kind of believer that is not getting off the path of God because you're pursuing something that's not His will. Amen. Amen. And I've seen some doozies through the years. The rationalization of the human mind is an amazing thing. Even in a believer's mind. And this is perfectly okay for me to do because God just wants me to be happy. Look at somebody tell him, God, God wants you filled with joy. Filled with joy. Bible joy. Number seven, joy is a spiritual stabilizer during confusing, bad, and hard, or uncertain times. Yes, he is. It's a stabilizer. Say it stabilizes me. You know what? You're going to live in this life. You're going to be exposed to some things that you didn't order, you didn't want, you didn't, you know, you're not even responsible for, but you're seeing them things, and you're putting up with those things, and you're dealing with those things. What'll happen is joy will stabilize you. When everybody else around you is freaking out, yep. you're just like this. Amen. Amen. Say, I am consistently, I am consistently filled, with filled with joy. You see a lot of Christians, they're, they're flaky, they're up, they're down, they're in, they're out, and you find somebody with real Bible joy, and guess what? No matter what's going on, they're like this. Amen. That's the way you want to be. Everybody do it with me. Ready? This is the way you want to be. Come on, do it, or I'll make you get up here with me and do it. You ready? <laughs> this is the way. Not what? Up and down. Like this. That tells you the force Of joy is not there, it tells you that the force of happiness, this the pretend force of happiness is there, and its aim is pushing you around in your life. Come on, say joy is a stabilizer stabilizer. In in my life. Number eight, joy is a faith and victory barometer. You'll find that people who are constant in joy are also people who are operating in faith and victory. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen? But if you're not in joy, it means you're also manifesting something that shows a limitation in your faith life. People of joy are actively believing God. And they don't care how long it takes. Amen. Catch them in a year, they're still going to be their same bubbly self. Amen. Still going to be filled with joy because their joy isn't coming from their circumstances. Number nine, joy is the greatest indicator of your spiritual health. Say, my joy level level. is the greatest indicator of of my spiritual health, not your happiness. Amen. When you're all alone, it's just you and the Lord. What's going on inside of your heart? Are you focused on all the things you don't have or all the things that fell through or all the things you're grieving about or all the people that don't like you? Listen, all that is irrelevant. Nothing can come from that except more, you know, you know, despondency in your heart and life. What you need to do is think about all the reasons why you should have joy in your heart. Amen. You know, when we share the Lord's Supper and you hear words like our, our record has been expunged, Amen. we are forgiven, yeah. that should evoke a sense of what? A reminder of joy in you. Hey, I got an announcement for all y'all today. You're not going to hell. Let me try that again. You're not going to hell. Huh? And I am telling you that we are close at hand at seeing the mighty appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should love His appearing, expect His appearing. We should look for His appearing. It purifies us, but it also prepares us, amen, to be someone who can help others come into that ark before that door is shut. Remember, they laughed at Noah when he was building that boat all those years They didn't know what was rain. What are you talking about? No, we don't know what rain is. It doesn't matter. You just have to do what God has told you to do and believe what God has said. I'm telling you, the rain is coming, except this time it's not going to be rain. You want to make sure you're inside of that ark of safety, which is Jesus. So when you're sitting there in a service or at home or meditating your prayer time and it dawns on you, hey, I'm saved. I'm not going to hell. It's a big deal. Try just one more time. You're not going to hell. Hey. Wow. Gee. And guess what? If somebody betrays you tomorrow, you're still going to heaven. Amen. They might go to hell, but you're going to heaven. Amen. You get bad news on the job. Guess what? That's right, you look at that boss and say, okay, go ahead and fire me But I want to tell you one thing right now. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> you drive by that gas station and gas prices go up. Fine! I'm going to heaven. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. Amen? When bacon costs $17 for a slab <laughs> and you're tempted to the grumble, Fine, Bacon. I hear you talking just like that fig fig tree Jesus I deal with. I'll tell you one thing, Bacon. Bacon! I'm going to heaven. Mr. Bacon, you're already slaughtered. Is it a big deal? Come on, shout out. It's a big deal. I am say I love to hear my African American friends testify. I mean, the first church service I went to after I got born again and spirit filled was a church in Christ, a church of God in Christ in Carbondale, Illinois. And I remember these ladies would stand up. I am sanctified, Amen. I am saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and on my way to heaven. Yes. Am I right about it, Miss Anna? Yes. Come on, say I am saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, yes. sanctified. On my way way. to heaven. And there's nothing in this world that can stop it. it. Amen. It's a big deal. You are forgiven people. There's a book. There's a book. I said there's a book. With the names of the redeemed Amen. in it. And do you know that Ruth's name is in that book? Yes. Amen. Do you believe that today? Yes. Every person who have, has given their life to Christ, their name is in that book. Yes. Amen. Maybe you're in somebody else's book. Maybe you're on their black (laughs) list. Or maybe you didn't make the list at all. But guess what? You're in His book. Joy has been waning in the body of Christ. Joy needs to increase by tying ourselves back to that which produces joy in our lives. So I have an announcement to make. If you're your life to Christ, you're forgiven and you're going to heaven. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you haven't repented and given your life to Christ, you can. But you need to give your life to Christ as well. How many want to see everybody go? How many going to see all of your family go to heaven? Amen. When you're around them, just show what a Christian looks like. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Let him see clearly what it means to be a believer. Well, I I told you emphatically, there's nothing in this world that can produce Bible joy for you. Nothing. Lots of things that can produce happiness and the opposite. All kinds of emotions. But a spiritual force is derived from spirituality. So I just want to leave this with you today. Just five things that cultivate joy in your life. Say it one more time. The joy of the Lord, the of the Lord. Is, my it is my strength. I'm going to throw a lot of scriptures out there at just so you can write them down if you want to. But uh, faith comes by hearing. hearing. What does the Bible say about joy? You need to know what God says about this force. Number one is His presence. There's a connection between His presence and joy. Psalm sixteen, eleven: you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen. In his presence is what? Joy. Fullness. Where are you going to have the most joy at? In his, in his presence. Did you all sense the Lord's presence today? Did you enjoy God's presence today? Did it produce disdain? Amen. Contempt or did it produce joy in your heart being in his presence? Amen. John 16, 24, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. A place of prayer, a place of presence brings joy. Psalm 16, 8, 9, I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. You want to make sure that your joy level is up every day? Make sure you're in His presence every day. Can anything be more important when you leave the house and that your joy level be correct? It won't be if you don't get in and stay in His presence. Amen. Say, in His presence, in His presence is fullness. fullness. Is what? Fullness. fullness of joy. Number two, there's a connection between the Holy Spirit and joy. His abiding presence wherever you go God in you consciousness. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Everybody say joy Joy. in the Holy Ghost. Ghost. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6, And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what marks the Holy Spirit's presence in your life? not how weird you can be not stupid human tricks not goofiness and flakiness and spookiness joy joy Luke 10:21 at that time Jesus full of joy through the holy spirit even Jesus got his joy how Through the Holy Spirit said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. There's a connection between his his presence and joy, the Holy Spirit and joy. There's a connection between the word of God and joy. Psalm 119, 111 says, Your testimonies are my heritage forever and they are the joy of my heart. I'm going to tell you something. The Word going in your eyes and ears and coming out of your mouth every single day, your time in devotions, your time reading the Word of God, every single time you do, the byproduct is going to include joy. Joy, even if it's challenging you. You know that you can even be under conviction and still be in joy. Because you know it's God talking to you. Psalm 19, 8. The precepts of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. John fifteen eleven, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Your joy is coming full in his presence, your joy is coming full in his precepts or his word. Acts thirteen, thirty nine and fifty two. And the word of the Lord was spreading throughout the whole region, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Listen to this in Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found and I ate them. (laughs) Isn't that most outstanding? What's on the menu today? The Word of God. Who prepared it? The Lord Himself. Who's the teacher? The Holy Ghost. Yum, yum. No carbs either. Uh, Do they have a keto version of the word for me? Don't need a keto version of the word. Amen. And make you fat in a different way. Amen. Your words were found and I ate them and your words became to me a joy and delight of my heart for I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. You want to you wanna know the fundamental truth here regarding joy? It's all about what you've been eating. It's all about what you've been feeding on. I mean, what are you feeding on? I heard this pastor say this the other day. I thought it was really good. He said, uh, he said you wouldn't dare let a hundred people in your bedroom first thing in the morning." I many agree with that. So I mean, say I ain't letting people in my bedroom. Period. But hundred. You said, but you'll let hundreds of people in your head through Facebook and other social media before you ever get out of bed. What are you feeding on? You're not feeding on the Word. There used to be a time when a lot of people did that, but this has been replaced by social media, and I I just got to check it one more time. I got to see if somebody liked it. I want a dislike button. That's what I want. Or, or an insanity button, That's, or our stupid button. That's just stupid. <laughs> but you're feeding on, on a news cycle that, first of all, may or may not be accurate. But even if it's accurate, it is not producing joy. No. I mean, when's the last time you listened to an entire news broadcast and said, that brought me some joy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Amen? I when's the last time you read a newspaper? Boy, I feel so joy. I got the joy of the Lord. Pray down, down, deep, deep down in my heart, praise the Lord. No, you didn't say that. You didn't watch some television news broadcast. You didn't read a newspaper. You didn't read some article. You didn't get a Facebook thing. It brought joy. You know what's happening? Most Christians on social media are losing their joy. Because all they're taking in are things that affect them emotionally in the wrong way. Amen. Well, I just want people to like what I post and it's such, a, it's such a positive thing. Why don't you be satisfied that God likes you? In fact, he loves you. I wonder how many likes he gets. Amen. It's the word that brings joy in your life. It's all about what you're feeding yourself. And here's the kicker, it's all a choice. Yeah. No one is making you feed on things, it's actually undermining spiritual forces in your life. Good. You can do it. Yep. Amen. Get hungry again for the things of God. Jeremiah says, I found your word and I ate it. Come on, say, it. mm-mm. Good. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Joy is directly tied tied to what you do with the good news. In Luke 2.10, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. What does that mean? Good news that produces great joy. What produces great joy? Good news does. Am I not talking about good news from some human? Good news from what? The gospel good news. Which will be for what? All people. That's the crazy thing. God can make all people filled with joy but they've got to go down his pathway. Amen? Joy comes from hearing good news. Joy comes from experiencing good news, how you're personally impacted by it. Joy comes by, by spreading good news when you're telling other people about it. It's just really interesting that when I'm hearing it, experiencing it, or talking to others about it, that joy bubbles up. Amen? Do you know that uh, just in sharing your testimony or sharing a scripture or praying with somebody out in that community, it's going to cause joy to bubble up in your heart? How many you like to increase your joy? Amen? Expose yourself to the good news, experience what it can do for you, and spread it like you can. Amen? Spread it, and the joy of the Lord will what? Be stronger in your life than ever before. Number four, there's a connection between believing and the joy of the Lord. Say believing. Believing. If you're taking notes, there's a connection between His presence and joy, the Holy Spirit and joy, the Word and joy, and believing and joy. Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. How does that joy and peace come? It comes in... Believing. Say it with me. I'm a believer. believer. I believe what God said. Now watch this. I can be believing for something, but simply believing itself will produce joy in my life. I don't have to see something manifest tomorrow to have joy. I can be believing something for a long time and still have what? The joy of the Lord. Because the joy comes in the believing. Listen to this in Luke fifteen seven. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 nine righteous persons who need no repentance. There is joy attached to believing. There's joy attached to salvation. Psalm fifty one twelve. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Some here today, you need to have the joy of your salvation restored to you. Just how big a deal it really is. You've been walking on the earth, but kind of the walking wounded. Not the walking victorious. He wants to restore your joy. Turn your eyes and ears off of all these things that can't produce joy and get them back into the flow of believing God and the joy will come. Just believing some promise in His Word will give you that joy, will give you that twinkle, will give you that spring in your step. Just believe in itself is a powerful force for joy. John 16, So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. He's talking to his disciples. He's about to leave this earth and sacrifice his life for us. And he said, oh, you're going to see me again, and this time, guess what? That sorrow is going to be traded for joy. For joy. Well, i got good news for you. He's raised from the dead. I said He's raised from the dead. So it seems to me if He said that was true for them, then it's true for us. There should be joy and joy, amen, in abundance. Isaiah 61, 10, I'll greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress. And as a bride adorns herself with jewels. We should be rejoicing in our believing in him. Amen. 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 Joy is tied to believing. That's why, you know, every once in a while you run across somebody and uh, they're full of joy and they're just bouncy, bouncy. And you're like, what are they so happy about? They're not happy, they're joyful. You say, well, have you got everything figured out? No. I mean, I've run into people on their worst day, but you could not discern any difference in their joy level. And I've run into people who on their worst day, everything fell apart and their joy went with it. What does that tell me? They've been basing their life in a thing called happiness and not joy. Come on, say it out loud. There's a connection between His presence and joy, Joy. the Holy Spirit Spirit. and joy, joy, the Word of God and joy Enjoy. believing Believe. and joy the number five and this is where you get to do some audience participation <laughs> there's a connection between your expression and joy say my expression, my expression. and the joy of the Lord for example Philippians 4.4 says rejoice in the Lord Always, and again, I say what? It doesn't say anything in there about circumstances. Rejoice in the Lord. Monday, Tuesday, no, rejoice in the Lord. Sunday, rejoice in the Lord. Always, and if for emphasis, he says, and again, I say, rejoice. Now watch that. This becomes a decision of your will. This is the day the Lord has made. I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it. The expression of joy is actually a seed that you sow that produces more joy in your life. The more you rejoice, the more joyful you're going to be. The less you rejoice, the less joyful you're going to be. Listen to what he says in 1 Peter 1.8. Though you've not seen him, you love him. Raise your hand if you've had a physical encounter with Jesus. You've had some kind. You personally have been with the Lord. Really? I don't mean spiritually. I mean you've had a visitation physically with him. He has appeared to you. No, and yet you silly people are filled with joy. Why is that? You've not seen Him, you love Him, though you do not now see Him. You believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. You don't have to have seen Him that you know He's changed your life. And it produces a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Y'all remember that old hymn? Yeah. It's joy unspeakable. And full of glory. Full of glory. Full of glory. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the half has not been told. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Amen. Why is there joy? Because there's rejoicing going on. Psalm seventy-one twenty-three: My lips will shout for joy. When I sing praises to you, my soul also, which you have redeemed. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 47 and 1. Clap your hands, all people. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. The more we rejoice, the more joy we have. It's called the joy cycle. If you want more, Rejoice more. Do you have something to rejoice about? Amen. Amen. So stand to your feet. Who's going who's going to heaven in here? Who? Who going to heaven? (laughs) Are you sure? Are you forgiven? Are you in the last book of life? Yes. Amen. Is it real? Yes. yes. He said he goes to prepare a place for you. That where he is, there ye shall also be. So, what does it mean? When we say rejoice. Rejoicing is not just of the heart. Right. Amen? Right. Say joy. joy. Say it would be the joy of the Lord. Say the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is, is my, my strength. strength. Say it one more time. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is, is my, my strength. strength. It first means to brighten up. So there's no rejoicing with, uh, you know, a sad face. (laughs) It is joy unspeakable (laughs) and full of glory. Full of glory. Full of glory. And the half has not been told. How how joyful I feel. No, it means to smile. Everybody smile. And brighten up. Amen. Another meaning of rejoice is to twirl. Mm -hmm. So when Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always, he said, And again I say, Rejoice. rejoice. Well, that rejoicing thing is so unlike me. (laughs) I didn't write the Bible. We just teach the Bible. Amen. But it literally means to smile, to brighten up. Amen. To give him vocal adoration and praise and twirl. Amen. I, I need a volunteer. You look good right there in the front row. Yeah. So, so if I say rejoice, you you to brighten up. And Turl. give him vocal adoration and praise him. Praise you, God. You are worthy. I said, praise you, God. Okay. You are worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And it means to, to twirl. Yeah. But, but just for fun, do that one more time. Do you know uh, that uh, Hebrew worship and Christian worship is bridged by the concept of rejoicing? You would not see much difference between those that are worshiping Yahweh, amen, and those who have revelation that Jesus is Yahweh's one and only Son. So the bottom line is when you hear this, what are you doing? You're actually sowing more seeds towards your joy. And you're going to have a harvest off of that. And I recommend you don't wait until something is good to rejoice. That takes it back into the emotional realm. You rejoice as a function of the will, knowing full well what's in you, what He's done, what He's doing. Amen. And the fact of the matter is, rejoicing is tied to the spiritual work that He's done and continues to do in your life. And that's it. So everybody, brighten up. Don't think I can't see you with those lights on. I can see you back there. (laughs) Amen? I love the uh, remake of uh, Miracle on 34th Street. I put the little boy up on the stand, and the defense attorney's asking, you know, uh, does that man look like Santa? And he's pointing to the prosecutor. And he said, no. He goes, why not? Because Santa don't got a grumpy face. (laughs) Well, guess what? Christian don't got a grumpy face. But a what? A face that rejoices, that that brightens up. Amen. We also give Him the vocal adoration in our rejoicing. Amen. Amen. We clap our hands and we lift our voice. That's what the Bible talks about. So do that right now. You're your bright. Come on, bless Him. Give Him glory. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. We rejoice in you. We rejoice in you, Lord, what you've done. We rejoice in the new birth. We rejoice in the Word. We rejoice in your presence. We rejoice, Father God, in the Holy Ghost. We rejoice in you today, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I realize that most of us in here are white and have no rhythm. Um, that's just, you know what? God gives gifts, and a lot of us don't have that one. Amen. But I'm going to ask you to do three things at the same time. Three things at the same time. Amen. We're going to brighten up. See, some of y'all's bulb already went out. Said, I'm brightening up. And I am clapping and praising him. And I'm twirling. Now, please twirl without knocking out your neighbor. But, but be sure of this. David's going to go down and get you if you don't participate. He has been duly deputized. Amen. Authorized and sanitized. He is going to go out there and grab you and bring you up here. After putting him on the spot, that's the least I could do. Amen. So what do we do? We're brightening up. Yes. Amen. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. strength. So what do you think rejoicing is? Makes us stronger. Yes. Come on, say it. Rejoicing, rejoicing makes, me, makes me, stronger. me stronger. So we're brightening up. We're giving Him our vocal adoration and we're praising Him with a loud voice and a clapping. and we're twirling. Are you Ready? i look at him and say, I realize you're white, but you can do this. You, you can do this. Maybe we need some twirling music. You uh, think? I don't know. Maybe we do. All right. And if, and if they don't twirl behind me, I want to know about it. Amen? <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Are you ready to rejoice? Yes. Are you ready to rejoice? Yes. Now, if you do this at work, I do expect you to use some discretion. To come lock you up. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, let's rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Glory to, Glory to God. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory. Come on, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord! Rejoice! 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 Hallelujah! Now, a couple of you are about to fall down and getting dizzy, so pace yourself. <laughs> a few years ago, we started to notice in the body of Christ how young people would go down to an altar and, and, you know, judgmental older Christians thought, well, they're just trying to have some kind of a mosh pit, and they're jumping up and down, jumping up and down in the presence of God one derivative of this twirl is to jump up and down and praise God. And y'all learned this in romper room, right? (laughs) So we're going to rejoice. We're going to brighten up, amen. We're going to give him that vocal adoration and we're going to twirl and we're going to what? We're going to jump up and down. And and I hear somebody saying, how did I stumble into this? (laughs) this service. Why, oh Lord, why, oh why, oh why? Well, we do love you and would love to see you again. (laughs) But you're going to leave here in joy whether you want it or not, amen. You're you're going out of here in joy, bless God. Let's rejoice, amen. Brighten up, give him vocal adoration. Amen, clap your hands, twirl and jump. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. God. Thank you, Father, we bless and honor and praise your name, Lord. Thank Thank you, my Father. 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 Glory to God. Now, come on, give him a big shout. You're going to heaven. Hallelujah. You're saved. You're forgiven. Thank you. Come on, give another shot of praise. Honor the Lord.